0: For more information, visit ministry127.com and subscribe to the Ministry 127 podcast for more practical lessons for today's Christian worker. Today's lesson is on establishing First Touch Ministries with Brother Jerry Ferso. Brother Ferso is an associate pastor at Lancaster Baptist Church where he directs the soul winning and outreach ministries.
1: If you have your Bibles, if you would turn to Ephesians chapter number 4. Ephesians chapter number 4 and... <clears throat> Ephesians chapter number four. I'm going to read a little paragraph. Um, why should every member be a minister? Um, here at Lancaster Baptist Church, it's it's our desire that every member is a minister, that every saint is a servant. And in our weekly bulletin, they'll have one of those statements in there. And so for the very first time when someone comes on our campus, uh, one of the keys to advancing the gospel is for, for the church to be made up of individuals who consider it their task and a delight to do the work of the ministry. I believe long before I even went into the ministry, I always thought it was a privilege to serve the Lord. And my entry points in serving the Lord... Here it is. I used to vacuum the church. Um, Got saved when I was a teenager. Um, Began just doing some maintenance around the church. From there, uh, got involved in the bus ministry. And from there, got involved in Sunday school. And and I just began just to, every opportunity that came across my path, I, I looked at that as just an opportunity to serve the Lord. And I counted it a blessing. I counted it a great privilege to be able to serve the Lord and to serve in a local church setting. And then when I God called me into the ministry, um, I thought, man, this is this is unbelievable to be able to, you know, serve the Lord with my life and to do what I love doing, and plus on top of that get paid for it. Uh, that was that was an incredible thought. And so, man, I left my career at UPS and man joined the ranks of full time ministry, and and I've been loving it ever since. And and I believe that it's important that we enjoy doing the work of the ministry. And the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for what purpose? And here it is in verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. Pastor Chapel is is committed uh, to not to just only get our members involved in ministry, but equipping them for ministry. And I believe that's a part of our jobs as leaders in the church is getting the membership equipped and mentored and trained so that they can do the work of the ministry. Now, a lot of times what we'll, we'll view ministry at, in different segments. In other words, we might view a Sunday school teacher might be, wow, you know, that's way up there. A bus captain, wow, that's way up there. But we want to view that every aspect of the ministry is important. Every part. It doesn't matter if you're you're vacuuming or if you're teaching a class. You are doing it as unto the Lord, and you are serving the Lord. And so when we look at these ministries here, you know, the parking lot team, greeters, you look at those two types of ministries and you think, well, you know, those are not really important. And then you look at ushers, and you might say, well, yeah, ushers are important because they collect the offerings. And uh, so that's why they're important. Um, but we view that that each of these first-touch ministries are vitally important to have what we would just refer to as a very effective and God moment on Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, and Wednesdays. And uh, so we want to just basically, the one of the purposes of this lecture is just raising the, the level of value of these ministries within our local churches. And, and you might ask, well, why? Okay, four reasons why we, we strive for, here it is, for to- total involvement in our membership. Now, we strive for that, okay? We're, we haven't achieved that. Uh, but we're striving for total involvement. Why? Involvement larges your church's potential. Now, think about it. If we can get every member involved in doing something as serving the Lord, that's going to maximize our potential as a church to make a difference in this community. Because when you get people involved in ministry, there's a, there's a greater sense of ownership in their heart. Uh, not only is this you know, the church I attend, but this church is where I serve at. I'm involved. And so it's, it's our heart's desire that as soon as people start coming in and, and they become a member, they've already heard, they've already read uh, that it's our desire that uh, that they begin serving in some aspect of the ministry here. Number two is this, involvement enhances every person's spiritual growth. It, it enhances their desire to, to grow because they realize that they're serving and God is using them to be a blessing to others. And, and so they begin that, that process of growth. Now, even, even if you talk, think about the parking lot team, Okay, we were to refer to refer to that ministry as a more of a, um, a a lower entry level of ministry. Okay, in other words, we might want to get somebody in there that might be a brand new Christian, and and we want to maybe just start getting that person involved in ministry. It's a little bit lower. It's not you know he's not teaching the Bible. He's not really having great influence over people. I mean, he's directing cars and and people, and that's very important. I don't want to downplay that. But he's not opening up the word of God. Um, and the same thing with greeters. Okay, now we view our ushers a little bit different than those first two groups there. Uh, because our, our greeters are inside the auditorium. They're, they're a lot more visible. And they're, the, they're before the people more. Uh, especially in a church time setting. And so the leadership, what we call the leadership requirements, are a little bit different from the ushers to these two groups right here okay? And so this is a, this is a greater level of, of involvement and, and influence in our church. So we hold this group a lot higher in the sense of, of accountability and development spiritually than these two groups here, okay? Uh, but it enhances their spiritual growth. Number three is this. involvement then enriches church membership in the minds of people. Um, <clears throat> in other words, if, if you're involved in any area of ministry in our church, you first of all have to be a member. That's a requirement. Uh, we don't have people in our church that are serving in the teen department that are not members of our church. Um, now, we do have some uh, college students where their home pastor sends their students here, and they've asked their, their students to keep their membership at their home church, and pastor's fine with that, we're fine with that, and we involve them in ministry but the college students are the only exception to that, and uh, and that's a little bit unique because we have a college ministry. But it enhances membership in the minds of people because a lot of times people come in and say, oh, "I want," you know, "I could sing, or I could do this. I play an instrument, or or I used to teach." But they're not willing to make that commitment to join, and to become a member. But they want to use their gifts. Okay, uh, but you have to be a member, so it kind of raises and enriches in the minds of our people that, hey, membership has privileges. You get to serve. Uh, number four is this, involvement enables the church body to experience the joy of service. And we really believe that. We really believe that each one of these teams, you know, the the parking lot team, and the greeters, and, and the ushers, they form groups of people that, serve together and they they bond together and they rejoice together and they they celebrate together about victories and just about the joy of serving together and 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 that's very important that's a part of, of body life and because we don't want our church family to feel like or to sense that we're using them to build our ministry all right we want to use the church and the ministry to build our people and that's so important. And so a, a part of just growing together and experiencing that it's a joy to serve the Lord. Okay? Now, there's a verse in your Bible, I think in your notes, Proverbs eighteen twenty four, uh, regarding these ministries, one of the major, major characteristics that we're looking for is friendly people. All right? Because Because these are our first-touch ministries. When someone comes on our property, this group right here, are, are the first people that they're going to be introduced to. And so a man that has friends must show himself friendly. So we want the most friendliest people serving in these ministries right here. And it's just important. Um, and I'll be honest with you, we had a, a, a parking lot team, and, and, and our, you know, we, basically we have one entrance in and off this campus, and it's the main one right here. Now we have another one on the back side of the campus, and so a lot of the people just use this main one, and and so it's very hectic during the busy times. And in our parking lot ministry got to the point where they're very militant. I mean, they were they were directing traffic like almost like police officers, and and so uh, we were kind of sensing that. No one said anything, but we we began to experience that just by just by observing and watching, and and they were doing a good job, but they were they were missing that one aspect, a smile, a friendly wave. And so we had a major meeting with these three groups of, of, of team members, and we talked about the importance of just being friendly and welcoming people. Okay, so let's jump into our outline here, okay? The significance of the First Touch Ministries. The significance. We're going to look at ten reasons why the First Touch Ministries are significant okay number one now think about this okay these groups of ministers are making the first impression on your first time guest and your regular attendees okay long before they hear the choir sing and long before they hear pastors say stand and let's turn our bibles to romans chapter number three long before that They've already rubbed shoulders with these three groups of people. And we, we say this all the time. First impressions are what? Let's say it again. First impressions are what? Lasting, Lasting impressions. So, you know, if if, someone, if a guest comes onto our property and meets a grumpy parking lot attendant, that's going to stick with them. Or if they, they come and there's no greeters helping them to give direction to, or if an usher is too busy, fellowshipping with another usher. Okay? And so, um, you know, the, then these, they're not really fulfilling the purpose of these ministries. And so we need to communicate all the time to these groups of people that you are setting the tone. You're making that first impression on the hearts and minds of people when they come on your property. And may I say, listen, that's very important. And that's something we need to get a hold of. And and realize, okay, how are we doing in this area? Are we really friendly? Now, if I were to ask you, if I went to Brother Trout and say, Brother Trout, uh, is your church friendly? I know what he's going to say. He's going to say yes. But you know why? Because that's from his paradigm. But if I went there for the very first time, would I experience that? Now, I know as... As leaders, all of us say, well, I hope so, but we really don't know unless we're out there watching and we're observing and we're training and we're mentoring and and we're even correcting when we we sense that something's not going right. And we ask during uh, follow-up visits when we're sitting in homes, how were you greeted? Did someone help you to the classes? How did you find the nursery? What, you know, why do I do that? Well, I want to make sure that these members, these team members, are just not holding a position or a title, but they're actually doing ministry. Yeah. And so if we sense that something's, you know, slacking a little bit, we want to come and, and reinforce and, and mentor and train and correct and maybe maybe add more workers, maybe because they're, they're, they're lacking uh, workers. That, that's why they, they couldn't be friendly. But it's so important. Um, Number two is this. Long before, and I kind of said this, long before the pastor delivers a sermon, first-timers have already developed their opinion about the church. Now, what we don't want to do is we don't want to dig a hole for for our pastor when he gets up there and, and starts to preach. We don't want to do that. We, we don't want him to have to rescue okay uh th- that service or that day but what we want to do we want to make it where everything is prepared and there's a sense of anticipation a sense of excitement about hearing a bible message and and, and that that takes a lot of work and a lot of forethought but we want to make sure that everything is is moving towards what that invitation at 11 o'clock everything is 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 geared towards that pastor has said this the most important part of the whole week is about 1215 his study time his his preparation time is gearing towards what decision making time and as people lead out in the parking lot as they direct traffic and as they as they greet people and as they assist people to get them into their different classes it's all for one purpose Drawing people to make a decision at that decision moment. And so we really need to keep that in the forefront of my mind our minds. Number three is this first touch ministries have the ability to eliminate the fears that first time guests normally have. Now listen, there's fears. I, I don't know how many times I've heard this personally. Well, I, I you know, I wanted to come to your church. We wanted to visit. I even drove by on Sunday, but I saw all those people. I saw all those buildings and thought, no way, it's too big. Now guess what? I don't think it's too big. You know, because we've kind of just grown up with it. But you know what we need to do? Here it is. We need to think like a first-time guest. We need to think, okay, okay. How does a first-time guest... Feel like as soon as they come on the property. Hey, listen, that's why sounds silly, might be for some, but that's why we make sure there's no tumbleweeds in the fence down here. Why is that? Because we want to we, we have a good impression. As they come down for the history, we want to make sure that, the, you know, the tumbleweeds are not growing up out there. We want to make sure, you know, the grass is cut and it's green and and you see a the 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 street, and then there's a like a dirt path, and then there's grass, and there's no weeds growing up in there. Listen, th- that's not just by accident. It's all about having the first impression. Before they even see a person, they're saying, "Wow, this place is clean." And I've heard pastors say this. You know what uh, about Disneyland? He said, "You know, you go to Disneyland, and and boy, they got people walking all everywhere, just picking up papers and sweeping up things, and." And they're doing it for what? Mickey. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are at church and we're serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lord. Lord, and it's Jesus we're serving, but we got lights burned out. We got weeds and garbage everywhere and and, and he says, You know I believe God deserves our very best. And and we need to we need to eliminate those fears. Here it is. Now, fear number one is this fear of church in general. And, and listen, there's people in your community that really, honestly, they want to come to your church, but they're just, they're afraid. They're afraid. They're, they're, they're afraid of just the unknown. Um, and, and, and you want to know something? We face that too. You know, we just I just got back from uh, visiting El Salvador on a missions trip, and, and we were traveling, and, and I wasn't aware of my surroundings. I wasn't really sure exactly where we were at. And I, and, and I was... I was unsure. I was. I had an emotion of fear. Okay, gotta make sure that the people traveling with me are, are gonna be safe, and just wanna make sure about my surroundings. I was. I was uncomfortable about it. And, and, and same thing with you know. So, well, that's in a different country. It doesn't matter. Hey, for some people, this is a different country, and and eliminate just the fear of church in general. Number two, the fear of a new environment. Number three, the fear of the size of the church. And and it doesn't matter. Listen, it, you know, you might say, "Well, we don't have a church over a thousand. You, you might have a church of two hundred, but guess what? To some people, that's a big church. And so you got to try to eliminate these fears. Number four is this: the fear of not being noticed. I, I've heard people say, "Well, you know, if we came to your church, we just, you know, no one even know, would know we were even there." And so they, they they want to be known. They want to be loved. And they want to be cared for. And they want to make sure that their needs are going to be met. And so we need to make sure that. As soon as they come on our property, they're sensing the love of Christ. They're sensing that, hey, we care and 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 we are so happy. We are welcoming. We're glad you're here. Thanks for coming. And and it's we want to communicate that. And <clears throat> number four is this first for uh, first touch ministries are able to, to make guests in your church families immediately feel welcomed. And I put the church family in there purposely because what we we could make the mistake of just greeting the guest, and we may overlook the families that've been here forever. And we need to make sure that our church family carries burdens. And there's there's people that are coming into your church on Sunday, and honestly, they need help. They've been beaten down all week long. And they're coming in and hoping that I hope I can find some help today. I need some encouragement. And boy, if a if a parking lot just waves and smiles, and if a greeter takes a moment and welcomes and says, Hey, glad you're here. Expect something great. It's Sunday. Hey, guess what? You know what? You can encourage somebody that way. You can lift their burden up a little bit. Number five, First Touch ministry should be ready to serve and to assist everyone. Everyone. Um, what we tell our, now our, park, our parking lot team, honestly, they're out there for basically two major purposes. Number one, for safety. Number two, to give direction. Those are the two major purposes. And then number three, we want them definitely to be friendly. But we don't want them, really, honestly, to fellowshipping and and talking because then everything gets backed up. They, they ought to be friendly and smile and do it with a good countenance. But they're out there for safety and for direction. But as they move into our campus then and get closer to our buildings, the greeters then, their major purpose is to welcome. They, they That's where... They they are they're, they're going to serve and they're going to assist everyone that they can. Now that maybe a church member that they know where they're going, they know where the kids go. Uh, maybe they're not going to really assist them much, okay? But the first time guests, they will. You want to make sure that you know instead of just pointing them into the direction, like oh okay, the classes are you know just modular a b c and then you go to modular d okay just go right through here and then go no our greeters are trained to walk them over there you are assisting them and you think well it's, it's only you know 100 yards over there doesn't matter it's still here it is it's still all known unknown to them and that's what we, we, we we've we've been coming here you've been going to your church too long you, you forget those fears The insecurities. Um, And so it's so important that they serve and they assist. Number six, First Touch Ministries set the tone and prepares the hearts of the people for the services. They set the tone and prepare the hearts. Number seven, the First Touch Ministries, here it is, are an extension of the pastor. Pastor. Honestly, when Brother Moses, when he greets with his wife in, the, in, the, in our, what we call our breezeway uh, between the main auditorium and the north building, when they greet there, they are an extension of Pastor Chapel. In other words here, they ought to greet the way that he would greet them. Not the same thing like this. Pastor Trout, I'm sure when you have a Sunday school teacher teaching, they are an extension of you, yes, and you want them to teach that class as if you were in that class teaching that lesson. That's your desire, I'm sure, yes, and that's what you communicate to them. Same thing. You listen, as a parking lot team member, as a greeter, and as an usher, we are, listen. As a staff member, guess what? I'm not here just to do my own thing. I'm here because I'm an extension of Pastor Chapel. I'm in I'm teaching this lesson right now as an extension of him. And so we, we need to view that and we we gotta train our people that way. So they're thinking, okay, well, this is how we do it at Lockheed, or this is how we do it at Disneyland, or this is how we do it at you know the Holiday Inn where I work at. No, no, no. This is how we do it at Lancaster Baptist Church. And it's that training time, it's so important. You are an extension of the pastor. Number eight. First Touch Ministries will either enhance or hinder the pastor's influence during that service time. Will either enhance or hinder the pastor's influence. Now, I don't know about you, but man, when I start thinking about all this, I'm realizing that, hey, even a parking lot team member is vitally important. Because if two cars get collide in the parking lot... They're not going to be in the wonderful spirits coming into the church ready to hear the message. And so as you think about that, it is so important. Uh, number nine is this. First Touch of are major players in having the services to run smoothly. And, of course, especially as the ushers and, and um, uh, it's, you know, really each one of these topics could have almost a, you know, a, a lesson of itself. Um, and as I oversee these areas, the ushers, I tell the ushers, one of your major—you need to be proactive. In other words, you have to perceive maybe a possible area that will cause a disruptance, and you want to diffuse it before it even starts. Because what you don't want is in the middle of service have a problem. And, but if, if you have if your ushers are trained well and thank the Lord ours are not perfect but boy, you know we're trying to train them and it's, and it's a constant. But guess what we we help them. You, you don't sit a first time visiting family with uh, some little kids on the front row. You just don't do that. You know. Th- 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 sometimes people view church almost like you know going to the movie house or something. They get up in the middle of the service. They we leave and they they want to walk all the way back down. They bring their water bottles in and things like that. And um, it, it's just it's unbelievable. Listen, they're unchurched. They just don't know. They've never been trained. But as ushers, you know, you, you look and you say, hey, this this is a first time guest. And and as the greeters meet them, they, as they bring them in, hey, this is the Jones family. This is a first time here, and they need to see for you know four family members. And and so they try to where's the best place to seat them. And that's listen. You have to do all that in just a matter of seconds. And it's so vitally important. Okay, number 10. And, and we said this, first uh, first touch ministries, leave a lasting impression upon your guest. Boy, when people leave, I hope, I hope their impression is, boy, that is a friendly church. Man, that's a helpful church. I hope each and every one of you had this said to you, do you need anything? Can I do something for you? And because we, we, we train our members, Brother Moses, don't we do that? We, we train our members to make sure that you ask people. Uh, weeks before, I don't know if I should say this, but I will. Uh, two weeks before our, our leadership conference, pastor on Sunday night, we, we had what we call with, visit with the pastor. And it's, it's like a 10-minute a, a slot on Sunday night. Now He doesn't always do this, uh, but he'll, he'll say, okay, now in two weeks, we'll have our anniversary conference. And he said, he, "He said now, there's going to be some pastors coming in. they carrying some heavy burdens. The church family, let's be a blessing. Let's lift their burdens up. Let's thank them for standing in the gap and preaching the word of God. Greet them. Tell them who you are, and tell them you appreciate them. That you'll be praying for them, and and and, and so on and so forth. When the college students come, he'll do the same thing. And 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 he just he he's preparing the church family." Um, for these special days. And so we, we try to be a blessing. Number two, let's look at the strategy. Okay? So we looked off, first of all, the significance. And and, uh, and, and, and these are not just, well, you know, I'm just in the parking lot, minister. I'm just, you know, I'm just a greeter. No, listen, praise God, you get to serve the Lord. You're one of the first people that people will ever, you know, our guests will see when they come into the property. And so we try to raise that standard up. Number two is this the strategy for enlisting workers. Okay, number one, um, people volunteer when there's a need. Now, this is our philosophy. We never put in our bulletin, um, we need a fifth grade boys Sunday school teacher. We don't put in the, we don't put in the bulletin. We need uh, ten ushers. Uh, we we don't do that, okay? Because you might have some people that will sign up for that. That probably that wouldn't be a real good fit. Okay, so what we do is we we enlist. In other words, we you know we'll sit down. You know, whoever's leading the you know the charge for the area that needs some more workers. For these for example, these three ministries are fall under my uh, leadership. And so I say, okay, I need some. I need. I need some couples to work as greeters. So I'll write down, you know, six or seven couples' names, and during our leadership meeting, I'll bring those names to pastor. Say, pastor, here's some names for some greeters. Are you okay with them? Sure, no problem. Usher, same thing. And so before I even sit down with them and talk to them about the need and the opportunity to serve in one of these ministries, they've already been approved. Okay. Um, and so, but but we want to make sure that there's a need because. We just don't want to enlist people just to have um, <clears throat> more names on a role serving in the ministry, but we want them to sense that, hey, we need your help. We need your involvement. Let Letter B, people volunteer to values and to goals rather than guilt and judging. We want to make sure that they, they realize the importance, you know, regarding these different ministries. Uh, you could use those 10, ten little points there, the significance of ministry, when you, when you sit down with somebody let me tell you the reason why um, this is important and just go through those 10, 10 points and right there they say well you know I never thought the parking lot minister was that important or the ushers or the greeters or whatever and and, and it just it helps them to realize hey this is important okay let' her see people volunteer to a cause that attracts their interest now sometimes we'll ask some we uh, brother John they gave the testimony this morning you could tell he was nervous, okay? I was praying for him. And, uh, you know, we asked him and his wife to be greeters. And, and he pulled me aside. And he said, you know, but first he said, he said, we are so, so, so shy. He said, boy, I don't, I don't know if we could really do that yet. He said, I boy, I'd be scared to death. And then he said, "He said, I, I, you know, I, I would think that, that that would be a little bit easier in my mind than maybe it'd be an usher. But he said, you know what, I'd really like to be an usher. He's, you know, I've been watching that. I think he's, I, I would feel more comfortable maybe doing that. And so uh, we talked about that, and we're gonna we're gonna sit down with him and kind of go over some of the requirements and leadership requirements and share with him the importance of it. But sometimes there's something that attracts your church members, and you want to see that might be a good fit. Okay, and so um, you want to help them. And sometimes you'll say, oh, I want I want to work with teens. You know, even though they might be attracted to that, they're not ready for that. Yeah. Okay. And then I say, you know what, maybe later down the road we'll, we'll, we'll consider that. But how about right now would you be willing to do this? Okay, and so uh, that's important. Okay, Number letter D, personal volunteer through personal contact. In other words, you sit down. We have meetings with people. In other words, we just we, we want to make it official. We want to, you know, I have a meeting. I, I don't just talk to someone in the lobby area. I'll sit at my desk, and they'll sit across my desk, and I say, hey, listen, this is why I wanted to meet with you. Brother Schmidt does the same thing with choir members. Brother Christensen does the same thing with Sunday school workers. We sit across and we talk to them. And and it's just, it makes it it, it's sending a message that, hey, listen, this is important. One of the most frustrating things is getting people involved in ministry, but they never show up. So we need to ask why didn't they show up? Because some something broke down. Somehow we didn't communicate the importance. We didn't communicate the need. Maybe we didn't tell them where they were supposed to be and what time. And so something happened on our part that we, missed up. we messed up. Okay, St- strategic planning for church, first touch ministry here, are choosing a leader. Okay, for, our, for example, for our parking lot, we have b- Brother Barolo. He does a great job. He's, he's uh, uh, very highly organized, and he does a tremendous job. For our greeters, it's Brother Rick Bishop. The guy with the beard looks like Abraham Lincoln. Uh, I call him Brother Abe sometimes. He's our greeter. You, you won't find a nicer, friendliest guy on planet Earth. alright he'll, he'll greet a tree, okay? Um, and he'll hug a tree, too. <laughs> but, I, I mean, he, he wants to be a friend to everybody. And then number three, our ushers, we have two men. One is John Alvarez, and the other one is Bill Weibel. And they do a great job in overseeing our ushers. And so these men... They give oversight. But it's key in choosing a leader. And I believe for each of these, a leader needs to, be, needs to have an outgoing personality. They need to be energetic. They need to be friendly. They need to be organized. And they need to realize the importance of being that leader in that ministry. So an outgoing personality, they need to be energetic. They need to be friendly. They need to be organized. And, and they need to realize the importance of it. Number two, you need to enlist the workers. And you want to know something? Honestly, that's just that's just following through on a to-do list. That's just sitting down with your church directory and saying, okay, who's in ministry, who's not in ministry, who could I maybe uh, uh, get some names together to pass along to the pastor to he, for, so he can get approval, so I can get approval of them." where you just sit down and you hammer that out. I'll be honest with you, it's not real, real super exciting. It, it's just work. You just sit down and you just hammer it out. But but you need to look at it, and you need to look at it, as you think about these ministries, number one, do you have a parking lot ministry? And you say, well, we only have 40 spots. Listen, we only had 27 spots downtown, but we had a parking lot ministry. We, we had greeters. See, so you, you, you don't have to have 600 spots to have a parking lot team ministry. Now, you may only need two workers. When, have a guy stand at the entrance and wave people in. Smile. Save some spots maybe for, for some first-time guests and have a little post there so that they, they there is a special place where they could park. And, 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 you know, you, you just got things. So you know, this is important. Sunday's important. Let, let, let's not view Sunday like Monday. Sunday's the biggest day of the week, and and we need to communicate that. And so, you know, you might need to start a parking lot, team. You, you may need to start having greeters, and, and I'm sure you all have ushers. Okay, but unless workers... The training of the workers. This is vitally important. You might think, well, you know, training, How you you know, what, what do you, you know, you just tell them the point. No, you don't want them just the point. Um, but there's that training. It's very, very important. Um, and you might just sit down and list, okay, 10 things that parking lot people need to know or, you know, 10 things that greeters need to know, ushers, you know, 10 pointers, and just kind of give it to them. Just, you, you have to invest in your workers. You know the simplest things, because you because you've been in ministry, let's just say ten years, and you have a good understanding about ministry life, and you think you know what? This is simple. Everybody knows that. No, they don't. They, and you want to know something? May I say this? They even forget. And so it's 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 a constant of training and retraining. Uh, number four. Strate- strategically position your workers we have a um, a campus map and and we make sure okay where do we have our greeters where do we have our parking lot attendants and of course inside the auditorium we have all the different stations for the ushers and we try to organize that and we we don't we don't want our church to be disorganized we want to be we want things done decently in order number three the strength of having first touch ministries here it is: attracting, attracting, and returning the returning guest. All right, let me give you four quick thoughts, and then, then we'll wrap it up. Okay, we'll be done early. Number one, number one. First Hus Ministries are able to identify returning guests. Not so much the parking lot team, but hopefully your greeters and your ushers are getting to know who's sitting where and when a new person comes into their section, they're identifying them. You know the big guy that was in here was trying to get my computer working? We call him Brother O, Brother Oldenthal. You know who he was? He was the captain of the North Hollywood Police Station. I had the joy to lead him to Christ at, at uh, Marie Callender's about about two years ago. You know, you know what he is right now? He's one of our ushers. He has the back section of the auditorium on the right-hand side. And he knows who sits in the section. And he knows when someone's new in there. And he, I watch him. I watch him greeting him. I watch him before the service. And if someone comes in late, I see him greeting them afterwards. He, he, he has a handle on it. He wants to know who's in his, his section. Uh, next. Number two, First Touch Ministries are able to introduce guests to others within the church family. In other words, if I meet a police officer and if he's coming to church, you know what I'm doing? I'm introducing that man to other police officers. And it's so important. you want them to connect. You want them to, to sense, hey, there's people just like me that come to this church. Number three, First Touch Ministries are able to invite them back to another service. In other words, our greeters and our ushers are able, as people are leaving, and say, "Hey, man, we'd love for you to come back tonight." And 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 that's just that's powerful. And number four is this: first, first touch ministries are able to impact people. Here it is, for eternity. I've seen our I've, I've seen our greeters walk people down the aisle during the invitation time. I've seen our ushers do the same. It's because they've taken time to notice and to really to bond with those people that have come in. So you know, I'm gonna help this person. I'm gonna come alongside that person. I'm gonna be a friend to that person. And so as we as we look at first touch first touch ministries, you know, it's more than just directing. It's more than just saying hi or taking an offer. Boy, it's here it is. It's influencing influencing people for eternity.
0: Thank you for listening to the Ministry 127 podcast. Today's lesson was on establishing First Touch Ministries with Brother Jerry Furso. This podcast was designed to equip spiritual leaders to grow in the Word and develop a biblical philosophy of ministry for today's local church. Be sure to let a friend know about ministry127.com. Also, for Christ-honoring publications, please visit strivingtogether.com for resources that encourage spiritual growth and the local church ministry. Thank you for listening to this Ministry 127 podcast.